today's episode, we answer some questions from one of our longtime listeners, Jenna. Then we take a look back at 2020 and, you know, see if we can just pull any good from the train wreck of a year that it was. And then finally, we discuss Drag Race, obviously. And joining us for this episode is Andy's friend, Gunner. Gunner, I hardly know her. Silence, bring back my co-host, Andy. Hey! We're here. We're going to jump right in, folks. We have Let's do it. We have a full episode, and we're going to start with questions we've long ignored from our good friend Jenna. Hi, Jenna. That's true. It took us a long time to get to this. This is like back when, like, this one was, we got this on the 22nd and of, of January, and it was titled Bridgerton, so <laughs> we were talking about that. So, sorry for wasting, not wasting, for putting you off so long, Jenna, but here we are. Um, addressing your concerns. And also, and how lucky are you that you're getting talked about on podcasts? So shut the fuck up. That's true. Quit complaining. It's what you've been doing this entire time. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, okay, so... Let's do it. Most of these questions are just kind of general, po- like, like about the podcast. Obviously, things mm-hmm. that people have been considering for their entire lives. Um, and Andy and, I, Andy and I have not discussed the answer, so this will be interesting to see. So the first one is, how long does it typically um, spend recording an episode? I mean, I think if it's safe to say if the episode is an hour, it takes about an hour and a half to do all the things. Maybe. I agree. Usually, well, so it just depends on who's who's more uh, annoyed by how long <laughs> it takes, which is usually you. I would sit here and talk for three hours and be like, they'll listen if they want to listen. Um, I would love that, but no one, that goes against every rule of podcasting norms. I, I know, but I think it's not what I do. So, like, when I listen right. to a podcast, it's like, this is a two-hour-long podcast. I'll just listen to it while I'm doing my nighttime routine for as long as it takes. Like, like if I listen for a half hour while I'm doing my nighttime routine, great. And then I listen to the next right. half hour the next day, and I just break it up. But that's why you end up staying up until 4 a.m. every night, wine drunk. Don't Don't deny it. That's, you make a really good point. <laughs> In short, it, it does not take that much longer to record because usually we kind of we, like, we know what the topic's going to be. We hop on, we get situated with the recording equipment, and then we just sort of like jump into it. Um, so yeah, if I mean you can safe to assume most episodes are an hour. It takes anywhere from an hour and a half to two hours. Yeah. Um, how long does it take for an episode to be released once you submit it? Well, immediately, right? Yeah. We we do it all ourselves. Andy and I are the hosts, editors, producers, marketers, and funders That's <laughs> of, true. of this podcast. Um, and we share in those responsibilities. Yeah. One of the biggest things is, is I think the longest thing is editing. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Which I don't think is like, it's, it's not so much difficult. It's just like tedious sometimes. Right. Um, it's nice now that we have two different tracks. So it's like, I have my audio track and I have Joe's. So I can basically say like, shut the fuck up, Joe, and let me talk. And I don't have to like try to cut around us. Um, but if, if at any point, and this happens every goddamn time I do it and I'm so annoyed. So at the beginning of an episode, what we do or beginning of, of recording is we clap so that you can see where the two audio things line up. Right. Um, but if when you're recording, you only like delete something from one of them, they all suddenly get off. And if it's during like a longer, like if it's like, oh, Joe's talking (laughs) for a minute right now and I'm like going through and editing it. And then I realize everything's off. I'm like, fuck, where does it go? Control Z, control Z, control Z. It's either undo everything or just find where they line up again. Um, which isn't not necessarily hard, but it's just annoying. Every time I do it, I'm like, what have I done to myself? 
But once the episode is is done and in its final form, we just upload it to SoundCloud, and within a minute or two, it's on all the platforms. When will we have merch? Uh, probably never. Probably never. I, no, until some of us, until we learn to screen print on T-shirts, then <laughs> yeah, and then I mean, Joe will just start screen printing. Yeah, I imagine all ten of our followers would love like a keychain or a bottle opener or I don't know. A dildo. Our merch will just be other people's merch that we buy for you. There you I go. think that can be it. You just send us money and we'll buy something for you and send it to you. It's really, it's, that's all Go it to is. Drag Queen merch, buy something, and pretend it's from us. There you go. Perfect. I think that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, will the podcast ever go on tour once it's safe to travel? We don't have a following to go on tour. So... Excuse me. We would sell out the Ryman Auditorium, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> We wouldn't is a sad thing. That's um, correct. I would like I would love to do a live show either here in Des Moines or in Iowa City, but like no one would come, right? I mean, our friends would come. In which case, we we'll would just... it would be like the forced friends who show up and they're just like, I guess a smattering of applause will do, kind of a thing. So, right. Um, but yeah, no, I think it would be it would be fun just to have like people's energy and yelling, but like at the same time, I would probably get stage fright and then just cry. <laughs> Which would be great entertainment. Oh, yeah. Amazing. So. Um, and I guess the, the last question is, if if we did travel, would we go to Mongolia and do it? I mean, we'd have to, we'd have to start the, the world tour in Mongolia. As most tours are wont to do, you start in Mongolia. Of course, right? yeah. Will we, will we make it out? Only time will tell. But also, I'm 99.9% sure that our Mongolia listener was just a bot. Maybe, like, the one person in, like, Belgium or Amsterdam who listens to, like, every episode, maybe that person's real, but pretty sure Mongolia is a bot, sadly. Well, I know that I have some friends who are listening um, in Europe because I'm worldly. You Thank you very much. so worldly, yes. Um, so those are real people. Uh, so shout out to Mark and shout out to Mark in Spain. Uh, but Hi, Mark in Spain. I thought he lived in, like, Chicago. I make it a point only to know one person with a name at a time. So... <laughs> I wouldn't wow. know a second Mark. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm really lucky because Joe's a very common name. That's true. I only know one Joe. Um, so there are other questions here, not necessarily about the podcast itself. Okay. The other, this question is not directed towards you because you don't know how to read. Um, do you have any book recommendations? And your answer is no because you don't read books. I do have one. Um, Was it The Catcher in the Rye because you read it in high school? I feel <laughs> so attacked right now. <laughs> No. um, So there are two books that I would recommend. The first is The Passage by Justin Cronin. I recommend it to everyone. It's a it's a great sci fi post apocalyptic slash apocalyptic type of book, but it's really unique and it's more like a like an epic than it is. And it's part of a trilogy, whatever. Um, It was great. The other book is The Left Hand of Darkness by Ursula K. Le Guin. Um, uh, I read it for a book club that I was in very briefly. Uh, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I don't really want to say what it's about, but it's generally speaking, it's about this um, planet where all of the people, the beings on the planet are agendered. Um, and it's just about the story of this one individual and the connection he makes with this, this, you know, sort of a- asexual being. It's not the mm-hmm. right word. You know what I mean? Monosexual. Yeah, I'm being. sure it's a little bit more nuanced in the book than you're giving us now. Of course. But it's yeah, great. Yeah. And it's really, it's really interesting. And that's one of the last books I read. And it was several years ago. <laughs> well, you did. I mean, for this book club, you did read uh, Love Medicine, which is my favorite I book. Did. That was and my I choice. I don't think you liked it. I, I did. Liked it. Oh, okay. I don't we remember you saying you liked it. We talked about it on the bo- 
I I'm sorry, but this was, again, like you said, years ago, I have drunk my brain into forgetting things. This is things, the so second okay. time I've been personally attacked in the last two minutes. Well, I... get ready. <laughs> <laughs> I think the book recommendations that I would have right now are obviously The Song of Achilles, because I'm gay. Um, <laughs> yep. It's like everyone on gay book TikTok is a thing. Again, I'm just going to live on TikTok, but okay. uh, is loves this book, which is basically a retelling of the Iliad or the story of, of Achilles, only like explicitly gay with him and Patroclus, as opposed to like the implied kind of... Did you say Patrick? Patrickness? Is that a name? Patroclus. Yeah, it's, it's a name. That's the dumbest name. That's like I'm missing some Patrick. I'm Patroclus. That's actually a really good way to say how to pronounce it. How is it? Spe- is it like Patrocles? P-A-T-R-O-C-L-U-S, I think. Oh, that is, that is, that's odd. Patroclus. Patroclus. So, okay, so they... Wait, was it implied in the Greek myth that they were lovers, or no? So I think historically people look at it um, and say, like, oh, there was, like, like the relationship between them. It's kind of like every gay thing without in history where everyone sure. was like, but they were just friends. Or mm-hmm. they were just roommates who slept in the same bed and wrote each other love letters. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. those kind of roommates. Right. Um, so that's why they so... call it your Achilles tendon, because gay. Yeah, that's because gay people have sex with their tendons. Yeah, right. obviously. You just stick your ankle in there. I'm into ankling. Mm. Fisting is so last year. Mm. Mm. <laughs> that's, but no, like the, the, the writing is beautiful. And then right now, I'm currently reading the Expanse series. Going back to that, I read the first one a long, long time ago. And it's stressing me out because it's like... like it's like radiation space zombies in tight in like places where like you could lose your air to breathe at any moment. So it feels very claustrophobic and it's kind of horror and I'm not a horror person. I'm like, mm-hmm. I want to hear about interpersonal relationships from 40 different characters. And I want it to be just broad description of the scenes. So I'm, I like a boring book, mm-hmm. but <laughs> these, I was reading it and I was like, I have to take a break. I need to go put this in the freezer while I like, uh, like have a drink or something. It was, it was stressful, but um, I know, but I want to read, I want to watch the show and it's all on Netflix. Right. I mean, on Amazon now. And you don't want to like ruin it. Exactly. So I figured, like, I have the books. I need to work through the books that I have. So let's do it. Um, so, yeah, that's, I guess, book recommendations. Uh, currently, I mean, I have a bunch because I've been trying to keep up with my, like, 30 books a year thing. Mm. The other thing that, that she asked is, um, so this is back when you were talking about you had gotten a workbook about digital drawing. Yes. Um, and she said, can the first thing that Joe draws digitally be me with braids? <laughs> This may shock you. It also may not shock you. I haven't opened that book, and I don't really intend to anytime soon because my interests change at the flip of a coin, and I've been playing a lot of video games that Andy has been watching me play. That's true. And I've true. been playing a lot of D&D. So when I get to it, if I get to it, yes, Jenna, I would love to. Also, it'll likely be a stick figure with Simone braids, so you're welcome. And then, and then her last question is, is Andy obsessed with vacation braids or Willie Nelson braids? <laughs> I don't know that I know the difference, so... To me, vacation braids are like... This is, oh, I could be yes, wrong, so maybe yes. she needs to... Vacation braids are like... To me, they're, it's always like white people come back with like cornrows. Oh my god, like I got a little braid with a bead in it. Egg, or that. Yeah. And then Willie Nelson braids are just like long, just two braids down your sides, basically. I think you would look um, great with Willie Nelson braids. I, You know what? I can, I'll give it a shot. Um, okay, so... We have a special guest today. I'm excited. We do have a special guest today. It's a friend of mine. A straight friend. <gasps> I know. I'm, bring, I'm bringing a straight man here. How dare you? I know. It's He's he's disgusting, but he knows it, so it's fine. <laughs> oh, honey, The Expanse? Sounds like my Friday night, oh, honey. 
A man was expanding inside me. Oh, honey. Oh, my oh. God. <laughs> Joe, yes. what do you use to brush your teeth? Um, a rat tail comb. A rat tail comb? I was thinking I only use a bottle of Jack. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Wake up mm-hmm. in the morning feeling like P. Diddy. Uh, just Jack, yeah. Kesha, Jack. You Thank know. you. That's my wonderful segue that no one has ever <laughs> thought about before. Because, uh, again, I want to take all of my random references to TikTok and make them one entire segment. Okay. So we're going to do it. And in order to do that, I have brought in a ringer. Well, I thought he was a gunner. Ah. That's nice. I, when I'm editing, I'll put in a ba right there. <laughs> It'll be great. I hope you do. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so my friend um, Gunner is uh, not here, physically present, obviously, but with us virtually. Yay! Say Spiritually. hi, Gunner. Spiritually. <laughs> yeah. Spiritually, sexually, uh, just not physically. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Right. Do you? Well, uh, I'm happy to be here. We can talk about this a little bit because I, um, I didn't. I always refer to you as Gunner, uh-huh. and then, and then Joe's like, Joe's like, yeah, your friend Gunner, and I was like, well, he does go. No, by no, 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 no. That's not how this went. <laughs> That's true. I, I recorded an opening in which I introduced you as Gunner, and then made a joke that was really funny. And then Andy told me he's like, oh yeah, by the way, he doesn't really go by that anymore. And I'm like, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering about that, about whether that would be like a, you know, well, I knew Andy would start calling me Gunner for sure. But where does where does true, Gunner right? come from? Aside from the fact that I assume you just love guns. <laughs> yeah, I love guns. Have you said your real name yet? <laughs> My name is Galen. Uh, well, it actually, it came from high school. I was playing on the soccer team, and we played against a school that had uh, like kids from a lot of different countries. There was a kid named from Scandinavia who was named. Gunner, Gunnar or something, and they were like cheering his name, and then I fell over the ball or something, and then my teammates started ironically calling me Gunner. So really, we should pronounce it like, ah, Gunnar? Gunnar, yeah. Gunnar. You're all, okay, I, you guys both can do your offensive <laughs> Swedish chef accents the entire time. <laughs> so so he's been called that ever since. No, yeah. And then that, you were called that throughout college, Well, actually, and then you... Well, uh, well, so I mean, I came to college uh, expecting to be well, maybe that when when we announced like so I met Andy like on our first day of like the dorm um, you know orientation where we all like sat cross legged in a circle and said one weird thing about it. You're like, you yeah, you saw kumbaya, him and you're like yeah. he's not threatening. I'm going to sit by him. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then I just said like I'm I'm you know I said Gunner and then so you guys all knew me as Gunner but then like I think that's the last time I introduced myself as Gunner. Uh, <laughs> but it stuck. And then but, but like obviously in my like art even in the art classes and then like afterward i'm galen yeah i like it you have two different identities and it's great because if ever you need to just drop one of them suddenly that disappears and you just become someone else yeah if you need to play beer pong at a party you're gunner and if you need to teach an art class you're galen i think that's great so this is the thing i wanted to talk about I think the the preface to every conversation with of the coronavirus is like it's obviously very bad, right? Like we're very privileged to have like a positive outlook on some things, but um, there were things, and I think um, Gunnar and I were talking about this um, a little bit, and then I mean I like the topic, and it was one that came up. the The, the way that I wanted to talk about it was for um, it, I, it was an idea I got off of TikTok, but it kind of I saw it in some of my friends' lives, which is kind of interesting. But um, basically, the fact that the pandemic has given you so much time to like sit there and think like either just like about your 
life or about your decisions or just to kind of fill this time however you wanted to, as opposed to being like, yeah, I don't have to go to a happy hour or a trivia night or whatever every night I have. Yeah, like, I could just I could just sit alone and ruminate over the horrible things that are happening and get myself like. Correct. <laughs> correct. Yeah. Well, so I had a friend um, who was who just like one time texted me and they just go, I think I'm gay. <laughs> It was like, oh. what? <laughs> I was like, okay. And it, and and it was, was like, Gunner. Oh, okay. Welcome to the show. <laughs> 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 yeah. But no, they, they they were like, I was like, what? Um, that's cool. That's just not how you've lived your life for a while. So I'm, I'm not, I mean, one, it's disgusting and it's a sin. But two, like, <laughs> what are you, like, what, where does it come from? But no, this person was like, um, I just have time to like think about those thoughts that you kind of like push aside to be like, I don't have time for that right now. Mm -hmm. Like I have to do all these things. And then you're like, I actually don't have to do all these things. I can sit down and ruminate. And so it was like, it was that, which I thought was great. Already they're together with someone and married. So you're kind of like, they're better at being, they're already better at being gay than I am. So how dare they? (laughs) But so this was kind of a broader thing. So getting on TikTok, you see a lot of people kind of playing with, um, with their own look or aesthetics they're just like I'm gonna dye my hair blue and you're like well why not you're not gonna leave or see anybody you can just try out all these new looks but like what that also ended up being was you just saw a lot of people dressing gender fluidly I suppose in ways that they weren't ready for you have a lot of like uh, of of men embracing feminine kind of like fashion standards and you see a lot of women who are just like not doing stuff anymore mm-hmm. so like that kind of like playing with the the performance of gender was really really cool to see and hear both in real life and on TikTok because I think it's really cool. So I like that it gave people that I, that time. I was really turned on by all the stories of like guys who were just living together and were like, well, I guess we should just fuck. <laughs> Is that a lot yeah. of stories? <laughs> Apparently people just explored and I'm like, well, fuck me. I could have had a roommate this whole time. That's yeah, that's where you fit. That's where you went wrong. Yeah. The roommate was the problem. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But no, I really like the idea that like you get to kind of shirk those ideas of like, I have to do this, I have to perform this, I have to do these things. So it was kind of cool to see people just be like, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want to do. And for gender was the one that I thought was the most, it was the one that caught my attention the most. But I have a lot of friends who are also just talking about like, like I'm no longer going to prolong small talk or something. Now, don't get me wrong. I love small talk. Um, It's my favorite thing in the world. (laughs) But, But I know a lot of people who are just like, I'm not wasting my time on certain things anymore, which. Sure. That's the idea that I hadn't looked to put out there. So if you'd like to comment on it, go for it. Yeah, well, so I think maybe like any kind of identity crisis that like might have been like covered up by your busy schedule or something or like what extra time does, especially with like a slight uh, lowering of expectation of productivity. Mm -hmm. I think that's maybe fair to say that like a lot of people had those two things that that equals um, maybe self-discovery. Right. I think. Well, in the well, in the absence of like immediate pain or (laughs) suffering. Right. It's like, what's the, uh, oh man, I can't remember the philosopher's name. He's like a living philosopher, but he just wrote something I remembered in art school about, um, you, you can appreciate like the beautiful pastoral landscape with the, like the trees and the flowing hills and like the sunset. And the moment the bull starts charging at you, you can't any longer <laughs> appreciate it. Right. And the bull would <laughs> yeah. be general society. The bull is like even just any physical need, right. basically. You, you, your appreciation for aesthetics is gone when you have like a 
depressing physical sure. reality. Right. Like, it's been really good at the same time that all the TikToks about, like, self-discovery have gone up. There's also been a lot of TikToks about just, like, general depression. So that's fine. <laughs> well, do you think, I mean, I guess maybe this is, I mean, what do you think it says about our society that it took a national, a global pandemic and, like, basically a national lockdown for people to to engage in this i mean i don't i personally don't think i had any like revelations during this time of that nature because i think for various reasons i was forced to like deal with those things prior to this um so it's been for me it's been pretty uneventful but do you think it's pretty telling that it it, like because basically what you're saying is people suddenly had more time they they couldn't do things that they maybe normally would use as coping mechanisms or or ways to uh you know put things off so they were forced to deal with these thoughts or ideas that they had and as a result they had some sort of epiphany or change come about yeah and and maybe also that people uh i think some of the like let's i'm always just assuming that somebody's like yeah they're not sick and then they also have like uh, some form of income whether it's right this very specific group of people who are kind of yeah yeah, that that's the the, that's my experience so that's what i'm talking right but (laughs) but i think those people like at the very least let's say they still have a job you you gain like an hour and a half back every day from commute let's say at the bare minimum right and maybe more. And so then, like, well, what do you do with that time? Normally, like, you had free time on a weeknight, you'd go party. You can't do that either. So you maybe you end up with, like, three aggregate hours, like, free a day. And, like, I mean, we can all waste time. But, like, I feel like, you know, a lot of people have a, have a cap to that. So then you start going, like, huh, maybe I'll learn how to bake bread. Or, like, yeah. I'll play chess yeah. now. <laughs> But even I think the way that people waste time is is by like taking in ideas, right? Even if it's not like you don't think of that immediately, but it's like even if I'm just scrolling on TikTok or on Twitter or on social media of what kind, your people are hurling ideas at you all the time. So it's like, oh, that kind of like like if for some reason one idea kind of gains purchase in your mind and you're like, wait a minute, I didn't see that coming. You <laughs> know, like like that would be yeah. kind of that yeah. allows you to just have so much more coming at you. The other the other thing I think about is that like anybody that that's creative that generates things creative creatively those people have like basically a whole world of of like economic possibilities oh, opened yeah. up for those people like and, and one example is like social media like every business realizes like oh we're losing a whole bunch of our like in person uh, potential so like now we need to jump into social media way more. So it's like anybody that like paints pretty well and just does that on their own. Like they didn't have a job before because they didn't know how to like go market that. Nobody was buying. And now all of a sudden like every business needs creative. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like there's a possibility that like a lot of disgruntled art kids like now have a great potential. Right. Well, it's the thing too, right? Where it's like you, if you had to be productive in a certain way, but this has now opened up so much time to be productive in a different way. Right. I'm not going to be like, I, I don't think of what I do as productive necessarily. Um, I don't either. Yeah, it's not. that's <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not. 100%. I'm, extre- I'm extremely productive when I need to be. And then when I'm not, I'm like, I'm going to consume, consume, consume. So like, like a gunner, you put art out. I'll go look at it. You know, uh, Joe, you make a story. I'll be a D&D player. You know, like that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Right. Right. But right. like and so like that right. gives me time. I Yeah. Maybe I'm going to sit down and I'm going to think about the things that I've been putting off thinking about. But like. Like for you, it's very much like I now have more time to just be like, I'm going to focus on a certain kind of productivity or I'm going to 
find other ways, right, exactly, to kind of make that productivity work for me. Gunnar, do you Mm -hmm. feel like you were productive? Because I feel like my, I mean, I'm not an artist, so to speak, but my creative outlets sometimes felt... I felt really tired of them. I had to take a break from like D and D for a while. I, I used to be really into like painting the miniatures and stuff. And like, I got to a point where I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, and I think it was mm-hmm. uh, a number of reasons, but uh, did you ever experience that throughout this year, this last year? Oh, I'd like, uh, I just became super creative. I mean like super productive is what I mean. That's awesome. <laughs> period. Yeah. Period. That's it. Period. Yeah. Done. Great. But, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, like, like, okay. So my my situation, just in short, is that I'm I'm a visual artist, um, and like a whole lot of visual artists, for a very long time after school, I needed to use other methods to pay for my life, right? So like, I my my work wasn't supporting so itself, so I was like a bartender for a long time. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of hooking. Yeah, yeah OnlyFans is know. a huge thing for him. Yeah. that's fine. <laughs> yeah, well. And then, yeah, and so, like, I've always had, like, I mean, sort of recently, I've, uh, like, after moving to Philadelphia, things, like, I was able to find, like, really a whole lot. There's a nice community here, so, like, things were starting to sort of, like, uh, I was able to start supporting myself just with my artwork, like, before the pandemic. I was teaching, I was, like, selling some work, I had some other, like, kind of art jobs, but then when the pandemic hit, it was like, oh, man, I, I immediately took that extra time and just, like, started working more, and it was sort of, like, the kind of leap that i needed to like to see if i actually could sustain myself and then like right away i was able to basically so and then basically that was like i would i mean i don't know especially in the beginning days of the pandemic when it seemed kind of like scary and unpredictable Mm -hmm. i just put that energy right into the studio and i don't know it was just like very good for me it's it's both it was both like a coping mechanism and also just like it ended up working out. <laughs> like, it was all the it was all the things that you want art to awesome. be. Yeah, yeah. My coping mechanism yeah. was food. So yeah, oh, I man. gained back all the weight that I had lost well. in the last three years. It's fine, no big deal. Uh, <laughs> hey, it got your body got you through the pandemic. Okay, we're letting it be. That's yeah. true. Or is getting you is getting you through. Anyway, anyway Andy, have um, you? Do you, I mean like? Did you experience anything like this? I feel like you ha- ha- from what I've we've talked about you haven't but maybe you have i don't think in i liked like so this is my thing i really liked watching it i liked seeing people do it and i know the 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 pandemic yeah the pandemic i loved it it was great um (laughs) oh wait 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 quick quick sidebar yes do you you know that game that plague plague yeah like game i started playing like a virus killing the world game like at the very beginning just like uh, yeah. you know no joke yeah. the first thing i did i uh, the first movie or new thing i watched it was like a few days after i started working from home was uh train to bhutan or busan busan which is like a, a zombie movie about a virus and i was like this is very timely yeah yeah yeah, yeah. You, it's right. like you don't know it's like when they play uh, the like they play Titanic when you're on a cruise. Right. And you're like, what? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the very first time, the very first time I stayed in a hostel, I arrived late at night to a hostel in uh, in in uh, like Brussels or something, and it was Halloween night, and they were playing the movie Hostel oh, in the oh no in the hostel, and I got real freaked. I'd be out. like, sir, can yeah. you point me to the nearest Ritz Carlton? That'll be great. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll take my little student budget over there. <laughs> Um, anyway, I don't think I've experienced it the way that I'm talking about it with like like mm-hmm. 
gender stuff, I think it's just kind of like, I think more figuring out what I want. I think the whole like, tr- like my, again, my plan that I've talked to both of you about where it's like, I'm going to go just live random places for a while. is just something that I have never done or would ever think of myself doing. Um, and so kind of just like letting, like being like, oh, I work remote. If that is now a possibility, then why not pursue it um, or try it out? Um, but I think it's, that to me is more the opportunity that I would say here. I think I think like a, a side effect of that free time is like people started creating. It, it, not everybody, but a lot of people. Like even if it's bread or like a garden yeah. or you know whatever. It's like I think that physically like making something with your hands does your body good in ways that that we skip over a whole lot. Oh yeah, it makes you appreciate the physicality of a lot of things a lot better, right? So like you're building things with your hands, or like I'm gonna maybe love reading. A book, grab a book, smell it, and just like that physicality that I don't necessarily think I felt extreme amounts of it before. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, have you ever have you ever read a cold book? Um, like like put put that okay, shit this is in the weird. freezer. Andy just used that phrase earlier. I did just say. And this. I was I was going to yeah. comment on it because I was like, Andy, I've never heard that in reference to a, a book. Like I think you mean like put it on hold, <laughs> but like you said, put it in the freezer. Oh, like cool it and, down. You're talking about literally putting a book in the freezer. But I, but I, I used to just put like magazines in the freezer because I like the feeling. It, it makes the it makes the reading experience different when the the temperature is different. Like some weird factor you think doesn't doesn't. That's what I've anything. been missing this whole time. It's That's yeah. what got me to read. Hold one second. I'm gonna put all my books in the fridge. <laughs> Do it. They don't stay cold that long. No, but, but I think. But no, it's like it's like flipping your pillow over, <laughs> right? It's like the cold. Yeah, it's like yeah. that's Moral of the story, everyone, go rush now. Put your books in the freezer. Now, welcome to our discussion of RuPaul's Drag Race, where Tina Burner does a great job and gets shat on by literally everyone. <laughs> I, well, okay. I already disagree with this opening yes. statement. Yes, no, what? I, I, okay. I totally agree. I, I came out of the, I came out of the play of the, of the Rusical thinking that Tina Burner did a really nice job, and okay. then everyone shat on her. All right, we'll get, up. let's, we'll get there in, 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 in due time. We're not going to talk about episodes. Help me, Andy. Is it four, five, and six? Uh, this was eight, so we're probably not going to talk about six and seven, right? We've, we've missed two. Or, or five, six, and seven. Correct. Maybe that's right. Yeah. We've missed three. Okay, so Andy, do you want to hold our hand through the, this? Did we, we started the episode. Did, was there a mini challenge? There was no mini challenge. There was, um, it was just like, let's bitch at each other about some stuff for a little bit. And then, so they went into um, the basically just the main challenge, which is the, the rusical for um, social media. <laughs> Seemingly all of social media. So that's, you know, a nice specific topic to cover in one succinct <laughs> thing. Um, yeah, so that's where we start. And so um, then they went into casting it, which was fun. And they and we had a, we had a first ever audition for the main role that the cast voted on, which was bizarre. It was really weird. It was Denali versus Rosé for like the main part. I just loved that at some point Olivia just said she goes the audacity of us to like. Like it was like we have the nerve to make them audition because this has never happened before. <laughs> Normally they just talk about it and then bitch at each other and then somehow they end up in the cast. I, I mean, this is my first exposure, but I, I would have thought that 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 solved itself by two people arguing, one of them winning, the other one bitching about it. That the is whole normally what happens. Yeah. But instead they had a, a thing, and it was pretty clear like who should get it based on that little thing. 
So I was like, I, I don't know, that worked yeah. for me. I think it worked out relatively well, too. I mean, I think there was, like, Utica voted for Denali, and you're like, Utica voted for Denali, so Denali could have a vote. You know and, I mean? because <laughs> Den- and, and because Utica felt bad because she she you know held her ground and was like no i'm gonna keep the part that i had because denali was like well i guess i'll take twitter then and even though right. you had already claimed it and you're like um that's not how that works right so um they they auditioned for it rose did a great job and so she's the lead i thought it was really good it was it was fun to watch surprisingly this season has been less fun to watch for me sometimes so this was good sure um, yeah. So I guess broadly speaking, they 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 performed. Uh, they all were assigned parts to the musical representing different social media things. Um, Tina Burter played the M she, which I kind of loved, um, which mm-hmm. was like this Liza Minnelli esque character who uh, was the MC of the whole thing. And they did the musical. They basically lip synced the musical. They recorded their own parts. Um, I'm really curious, Gunner. I want to know, like, what were your impressions of these queens? What did you think of this whole thing? Well, actually, once we started getting into the the musical, the musical, I started getting invested in them a little bit. Like, it was just the characters were just. Like they were very, um, it's just a well done show, right? Like the people, the the, yeah, I don't know, but like I never respond well to like just the gossipy parts of mm-hmm. shows. I don't know, or maybe I'm just trained by like I, I'm trained by Ninety Day Fiance to just after every little thirty second clip to just go, what an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> right, like subconsciously. So like my my reaction of them like of the background scene of them all like arguing and stuff, I just go like idiot, idiot, idiot. Like this is so silly. And then, but once they, well, like, once we were, like, talking about sort of creativity and, like, the singing and the dancing stuff, then, like, that's where I just was like, wow, this is really good. Yeah, I think I, so. I tend to agree with you with, like, the, like, the, oh, we're recording now. And you're like, okay, unless someone says, like, a funny line, I'm not, like, it's, like, whatever. Or, like, during the choreography, too, where, like, I know I'm supposed to get the story of, like, this queen's being set up, being edited for failure or success mm-hmm. or whatever. But, like, yeah. whatever. I mean, there are some lines that are really good. Like, when he asked Olivia if she could waltz, and she was like, I mean, yeah. Like, whatever. <laughs> and you're like, who's waltzing on this show? You know what I mean? But, but yeah. yeah, I tend to agree. I think once once the Rusical came on, I was like, yeah. Yeah. So you watch well, it right. I mean, well done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I guess at the beginning, too, I was just trying to, like, put names to faces and stuff. I don't know. So who did you instinctively like and dislike? I think, uh, yeah, Cuticle um, was... <laughs> That's Utica, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I think I like... Uh, I don't know. I, yeah, I think, like, I don't know. The way the way she looked, like, in that... When they were, like, all gossiping backstage, actually, with, like, her the hair back and then, like, the glasses and mm-hmm. stuff. I don't know. That, for some reason, that was, like... I was like, oh, I, I dig that look. So I think somehow I just was, like, saw things through her lens, maybe. She's, she's the artsy-fartsy one, so that makes sense that you... Had a kinship. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think, I don't know that I had a siding with anybody else. I don't think. I think it was just all like a spectacle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a lot of stimulus and color coming at you. <laughs> yeah. And it, but it was also really interesting to see like who, because when, when people were like auditioning and then like actually performing, I, I found myself going like, oh yeah, that's good. Oh, like not so good there. Way out of her depth. <laughs> who were you talking about when you said way out of their depth? Well, who was the person that, they like just was like a really wooden dancer and i like, couldn't sing simone yes 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 simone. oh that's interesting right. well i mean like but that that's obvious and they sort of like yeah they they, they geared it towards you going like oh how bad i think it's just interesting because like she's been doing really really well 
And mm-hmm. so for this one episode, for the, to uh, be the episode that you saw, which I think is is funny because you're just like, oh yeah, Simone, she's kind of forgettable. Whereas like like for us, I'm just like devastated that she's doing this poorly. Right. Um, oh yeah. I mean, this happens, and um, I say this to Joe all the time, where it's like I have such a tr- I have such a bad time separating act like what they're doing versus how I feel about them as a person. So I'm always just like, right. like I'm, f- uh, I'll forgive it immediately. I'm like, Oh yeah, Simone did a little bit bad, but like still amazing. And you're like, no though. <laughs> like, like, oh, so you're a bad judge. I'm a horrible judge. You, you take into account yeah. the past. Yeah, yeah. And I graded mm-hmm. papers for years. You know what I mean? It's probably on the show. I'm pretty bad at it. Andy just ends up, he just ends up like if he likes a queen. So there was a queen who got eliminated. La La Ree, the episode before that he really liked. And was like, I love Lala Ree. She's amazing. And it's like, is she amazing? She's little. Um, how did we feel about the Anne Hathaway discussion? Uh, <laughs> well, it it was probably really useful plot-wise because that's what made... Okay, so who's who's the one that lost the audition but then ended up stealing Denali. the show as the... Yeah. So Denali, like, to, for Denali's like, character to like be risen out of the ashes, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah. They needed to talk to Anne Hathaway, and then she needed to have like that moment. So. Like, don't get me wrong. Now, if anyone needs a redemption arc, if it's Anne Hathaway, I hope she comes in every time. I thought she was like, I thought she was really charming. I thought she made things. She was really like corny with using like drag terms without it getting gross feeling. Yeah. Um, and she gave like pretty good advice to people yeah. about like stealing the show and doing accents and dying. Like those were all really good. Yeah, she's a huge Drag Race fan. Um, mm-hmm. And it's kind of sad that this was her debut on Drag Race, that it wasn't in person because she would probably have loved to be there. And I hope she comes back in the future. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was overall, it was good. Oh, yeah. And then the death thing came back too because uh, Big Red, that's all I got. <laughs> yeah, no, um. you're, that's actually 100% correct. <laughs> it's funny because yeah, big... this is the one episode she didn't wear red and yeah. she wears... Uh red and yellow and orange and, and incorporates fire because she's Tina Burner in almost every oh, fucking look. And yeah, like, like the hat. Kill me yeah. Now. yeah, Gunner, uh, I'm not fair. convinced that you're not like a witch of some kind. Like, you came in and you're like, <laughs> you're like you freeze books. We have this. <laughs> like, you're just... <laughs> so, the challenge. I guess, overall, I mean, the Rusical, it's hard because when you give someone a main role, of course that role is going to get more time to do well and time to do poorly than other right. roles. That being said, I personally thought I agreed with the judges that the bottom two should have been Simone and Candy. Uh, oh, not Candy. Why do I keep calling her Candy? No, that's her name. Candy Muse. You keep calling her that because that's what her name is. <laughs> I definitely thought that they, they rightfully should have been in the bottom as much as it pained me to see Simone in the bottom. Mm-hmm. I did not agree that Tina Burner should have been in the bottom. At the very least, she should have been safe. I thought her performance was fine. I don't care that she stopped lip syncing a little early. This was a universal criticism from what I've listened to in podcasts and seen so far. Uh, I just don't think she should have been in the bottom. I think there were two clear bottoms, and Rue didn't need three. She would have been fine with two. If you had to do a three, who would the other one be? I, I mean... Not Tina. I'd, I It would make more sense to see Elliot, maybe. But I feel like Elliot Elliot's performance was a product of it being poorly written and not a great scene. Right. right. I agree. I think she was like, it was tough for me with, with especially with Elliot, because it was like, th- their representation of what LinkedIn is and what TikTok is, the writing was just like, those aren't crazy. what TikTok and LinkedIn right. are. It like, LinkedIn crazy. is not about sexy CEOs. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. 
and then TikTok, right? Not everyone is Gen Z, and not everyone is like just mad at the world. Gen Z, you know what I mean? It's like a weird. Yeah. It was just not great, and so I didn't know what to do with Elliot there. Candy was clearly like it was a mess. Yeah, that hair going everywhere. Yeah. The hair was like exactly like if you're doing a lip sync, people have to see your lips, and if they can't, if the wig is covering it, then that is gonna put you in the bottom. Right. Uh, so. Well, because I think Elliot too, you couldn't really tell if she was singing either. Like it was like both of them were just like I don't know what's going on here. So like I would have put sure. Elliot in the bottom too. Um, but yeah, I tend to agree with everything else. I don't think Tina Tina wasn't bad. I w- yeah, I wouldn't have necessarily put her in the top three, but she didn't deserve to be in the bottom three. That's right. what I would say. I think they did her dirty, and that wasn't fair. Especially because her her look was actually really good, and I liked it. Um, how much of how how much responsibility does each queen have for their appearance in that? Oh, in the rusical or in in the rusical in the rusical? Ah, great question. So Bob and Monet, uh, two queens from seasons past, um, discussed this on their podcast. And apparently they like give you like stuff from a wardrobe to pick from and you can mix and match with your own or take just from your oh, own or just okay. from there. So like they're given access to more stuff. Oh, OK, because actually I sort of thought that they were given that stuff to wear, too. Like it wasn't them designing it. So I think the the wig was not something I was prepared to blame on uh, Candy, but it, but it was. But so maybe it should. Well, I mean, it, it just was a mess. So it sucked. Right. But it could it might also just have been completely her fault. Yeah. It's like, a, yeah, I can't blame you completely, but you still had a right. choice. And also put a fucking beret in it. Be like Tina from from Bob's Burgers. Put some beret clips in. And, don't and talk about butts. Talk about I love, butts. I love Tina. <laughs> exactly. Andy doesn't watch that show because he's too mature for it. So. It's really, it's really it's a funny amazing. show. It's a good show. I know it's funny. I just fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, so and I agreed with the top three. The top three being Denali, Gottmik, and Rose. Correct. And I agree that Rose should have won. So not a surprise. But which one was Rose? Oh, Rose was the Foxy, the lead. I don't, I don't remember Rose in the musical, but I remember her in the in the show afterward. And then I, I think I remember. Wait, isn't she? She was like the biggest part in the musical. Very, very angular face, like. Yes, she has like an eye. She has eyebrows for days, and then um, she dresses the mask. Oh, right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Okay. okay. Yeah. So okay, do, do we want to talk yeah. about runways? So the runway was yellow, gorgeous, which I think was fantastic and i loved it um obviously my favorite color is yellow i loved this entire thing i think um i was getting ready to watch it and ian texted and he goes you're gonna love no spoilers but you're gonna love the finale you're gonna love the runway moving on i was like okay so uh and i did love it so yeah, here we are fun. so this first one was i think it's hard to talk about tina's and not talk about elliot's so i think we should talk about them together um i liked tina's the my problem is i don't like this little like train type cape thing Maybe it's the mm-hmm. st- that's the style of this kind of dress, it's, which is fine. But it was campy. It was whatever. I thought it was cute. I loved I loved the headlights imagery of that. Plus, being the joke was really funny. I thought that was great. Um, uh, I I think the headlights was the only part that I liked because it's like well, first <laughs> yeah. off, like what that's a train conductor hat on a car. Get out of here. That's actually a level of detail that I really appreciate you saw. Did taxi cab drivers in olden days wear certain styles of hats? Maybe? I don't know. Yeah. So the problem is that Tina's had really awful looks. So this is pretty decent. We're like, oh, she did great. So Yeah, yeah. Well, that's fair. Well, I think the the, the, the choice making was like, what are yellow? Okay, taxi cabs. I'll be a taxi cab. And that's sophomoric. Well, the fact that there were even two taxis, you know, you're like, 
we move. See that this, yeah, this means that the the yeah the the creative profundity is skimpy. <laughs> the creative profundity. Look at you. <laughs> this the artist comes out. Oh, honey, she's I'm she's reading the girls to filth in this challenge. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so who's next? Next is Olivia. Oh, I and Olivia, I think was absolutely. gorgeous. I forgot, I forgot who Olivia was. I, I, I think her. I agree with you, Gunner, and that I think Olivia. Sometimes I'm just like I forget she's there, and then I see her, and I'm like, oh, I love yeah, you. Like, I that's kind easily, of right. especially with this look, I could have easily seen Olivia in in a top four in this challenge, a top four and a bottom two, quite frankly. But um, yeah, I uh, I really loved the those cuffs, those ostrich feather cuffs are gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, there's not like. You don't have to dress as anything. You can just do yellow. That's interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So actually, that slit in the dress, I think, I really like. Like that's that's a nice yeah. line. It's a nice line there. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I don't, I don't know what to do with the big hand things. Like I guess it's a statement, but it's sort of like doesn't really fit with the elegance of the dress. It's just it's loud. It's, so yeah, yeah it's and, loud. and like part of dress. I mean, she's doing sort of like a, a campy um, exaggeration of those kind of poofy things that like old movie stars used to wear. Oh yeah. I uh in in honesty, it's a kind of a basic dress. She just looks fucking amazing in it. Yeah. She looks really I mean, I she's always every time she comes out I'm like, "Oh my god, she's so pretty." Like that's all yeah, I think. Yeah. Well, I think uh my criticism is not in the generality of it, like that that I I don't like the loud or or anything like that. I think it's just not specifically the right kind of loud. <laughs> like like the cir- the circular shapes of those arm things don't work with like the angles and the juts of the other stuff. I don't know. My, yeah, I would have I would have I would have built something different for the hands. I guess I don't know. I think you need to apply for drag race. <laughs> I know. I was like, you're giving much more specific. Like these judges sometimes yeah, are idiots, so you're good. True. Um, next up is Simone. Now, I loved it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think I can be down with that. Yeah. We've seen Simone in similar things, I guess. The coat, obviously not, but this sort of like fifth element-esque outfit we've seen from her in previous challenges. I would love to see something uh, yeah. a little more, I don't know, just something like you can tell she's very fashion forward and I fucking love all of her looks, but yeah, I, there becomes a point where it's like, all right, this sort of like new fashion forward thing is starting to become a little repetitive for well you. she's doing like 90s black opulent fashion right. you know what i mean like she's doing that like but like ratchet fashion kind of a thing from like the 90s where you had like um like it's again like it's like video ho or it's like baps like that's what she's doing that's a, a, mi- it's a missy elliott coat for sure yeah. yes yeah. and so like she's doing that and that and I, it works really well but i tend to agree like this is we've seen From this a lot specifically um but she does exactly. it really well that's that's like, what's hard to criticize her you can criticize she didn't go she didn't shoot for a lot then if this is comfortable you know well yeah it's kind of basic i mean it's kind of so i think the coat is actually versace or something i don't know i don't know brands so is there an ethical concern about using lorax fur for the <laughs> jacket <laughs> You bring up a valid point, and I think yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next up is Utica. Cuticle. Oh, bad, bad. Yeah. Just bad. I agree. And I think and I, I think my reasoning for this is so she's describing it and she's saying basically like, I'm this medieval person and it's supposed to be very um very risque because there's no like there's no sides. Mm-hmm. But she she's fully clothed on the sides. So she just looks like she's completely clothed. There's no like, mm-hmm. like yeah. Like, if you want to say this is medieval, great. And you're giving us different textures and different fabrics, fine. But, like, I just don't see... Like, I don't get it. And you might not be limited to the motions and woodiness of a 
period thing right right? she yeah she leans into characters a lot and i mean see here's the thing i feel like she's a very smart queen and i feel like i don't know enough about the reference she's making but that's bad if me as an audience member should enjoy what she's putting out it should not only be referential then but it should look good and in this case it just doesn't look good yeah it just was hard to watch yeah, Gunnar, I've had this uh, concern with uh, our friend Cuticle here quite often. Um, <laughs> in that it's like she wants to be like the weird queen. And I'm like, that's great. Just be weird. But she often seems to be pushing it to where she's she like, just... look at me. I'm weird. Yeah, you know? yeah, like, yeah. It wasn't weird in, a, in an original way. Next up is Candy. Uh, they they spent like so much time talking about how amazing Candy looked. And I just thought she was just eh. like she put flowers in her hair and wore a roughly dress. So the reference is uh, the Beyonce Lemonade video um and she's doing that relatively well and that it's this like ruffled big dress but like now that's that's even less doing beyonce that's even less original yeah i yeah i i like the dress because it is a reference to beyonce in that video but i don't like it for that reason um we have our friend elliot here i forgot all about that one see I like this one better than Tina's because I think it's just it 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 looks more well put together. Um, but yeah, I, I think it looks great. I think Elliot always pulls it out and turns a good look. It's better constructed, and I like the jacket a lot more. I don't like the prop wheel. I think yeah. we get it. You're a taxi, you know. But yeah, I think it looks better. I think I just liked I liked the like campiness of the of the the headlights joke more. Maybe I'm just stuck on that. Well, I mean, basically, without the wheel, it's just, it's like, and without the wheel, like, your your costume is a hat at that point. Like, the, the joke in it is, anyway. What did her, the inside of her jacket say? So, the fare is $100,000, but it says $100,000 is how much you win if you win the show. So, great show. <laughs> she's, she's really into that, like... <laughs> Like putting putting messages <laughs> on her clothes, it's like we get it. Anything else about Elliot? Well, is there like so? Is there? Do, would you say that the costume like works without the gag of the taxi driver? I've tried to think through the logic of like I'm going to be a taxi driver, and I and I and it stinks. Like the, <laughs> the logic smells bad. I, like, I honestly, just, I, I think you had said it before, and it was correct. They said yeah. yellow taxi done. It's, yeah. it's no more than that. Right. But I don't know. I guess everybody else just like... Okay, so actually, Rosé is a good example. Because the, the other people just like... They, did, they didn't even do the the like that kind of thinking. They were just like, okay, I'll just use yellow. Mm-hmm. And that's that's different, but simple, but maybe more pure. But now, Rosé did something like off the wall, which is kind of like kind of nice. Yeah, I really liked it when she came out. I think like the la- these last three kind of were good to finish with. They kind of like sure. up the ante a little yeah. bit. But like... Um, Rosé with the big thing with her is like, is this yellow? And it's more of a, an orangey yellow. I think it's yellow enough. Did people, yeah, did, did, <laughs> did that judge not realize that yellow is, uh, is like more than one shade? Exactly. <laughs> well, what did, what did Rosé say? She goes, it was, it's more like a burnt yellow or something like I that. I thought it was, it was completely funny. unnecessary to come for her like that. It's like a goldenrod color. It's in the family. If, to be fair, this is closer to the color of a taxi than either of the two taxi looks. We should try to figure out exactly the, like the Pantone shade of taxi, you know? Like like what the paint, if they mix the paint for you at Home Depot, if you're like, give me New York taxi. That's what I'm going to paint my walls. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I will say when she came out with this, I did think like, that's orange. Um, but I don't think, I, I mean, I just don't care, right? It's so much. Yeah, I, I this this is a complicated like 
logic of build like the thought process to, to end up here is one that's like got a lot there right. she yeah she thought about it a lot more than just yellow and and took and took a weird risk too like she's like yeah let's go with this mask you're like let's mm-hmm. let's go strange with it i'm, I'm yeah let's let's reference a like 1992 jim carrey movie great yeah like yeah yeah i agree I also somehow, for some reason, like something about her face when she's just like talking normally, with, like without makeup or anything. Like I'd much rather hang out with like the the mask version of her. <laughs> she yeah. looks way better. Well, it's funny. <laughs> it's funny because Rose does what we call boy brows because Rose shaves her eyebrows. So when you do drag, you have to glue your eyebrows down if you have eyebrows. So a lot of queens like Rose and Simone, for example, will just shave them off because it's a lot easier to do that. Um, so when you see her as a boy, her eyebrows are often like, like this because they're like painted on and they look ridiculous. Um, next look is Denali. I liked it. It's a little bit basic. Like it's just like a bodysuit. Um, but I like the, I love the, the Medusa. Actually, it's all really consistent, right? It's snake bodysuit, right? Mm -hmm. And then the back, the back thing sort of extends into snake like that cape thing, like that. All, I think it's all. It's like a, it's one idea, and it follows it through pretty consistently. I like the headpiece, and I like her makeup. I think it's great. Two things: one, it's a bodysuit, and it's really simple. And queens get red all the time for having a bodysuit, unfortunately. Two, she needs to wear a fucking corset. She is not giving like in here. She's moving her hips and walking, so so it looks like she has she has hips. If you just see her standing, yeah. it's like it's like flat. She needs a corset to cinch that in, and it would be so much more dramatic. Um, and for some reason, she's not wearing one, and that's like a big no-no for me. I don't. It doesn't. That part doesn't bug me as much. Are you? Are you? Are you figure shaming, Joe? No, I'm speaking. This is speaking from experience, <laughs> having done drag for a teeny little bit. Oh, that this mm-hmm. is. Come on, girl. You got to have a corset on. I still don't think it's that bad. I think there's a lot of people who don't have corsets that that look just fine, or that I don't need them to. I mean, it does give you the more, like, the womanly hourglass figure more. Which I would um, have preferred. Fair enough. I will say, the when she, there were two jokes made while she was doing this that were great, we're all born snaked was fantastic. <laughs> Loved it. Um, and then when she was walking away, Rue goes, Medusa, I hardly know her, which I thought was great, too. Um, so fantastic runway dialogue I loved. And then Gottmik. Yeah, I think did, didn't didn't want to like, but like. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> Yeah, I really ended up liking it, but it was one of those things where like I have to look at it for a good solid yeah. like two to three minutes before I'm like, okay, good. <laughs> like the the my thought process looking at her choices, I think it checks out. Like it's that's pretty pretty useful. Like kind of thinking, and then you go like, oh, I can bring that to life. The crash test dummy, like kaboom. And then she made some strange choices that worked, like the hair stuff and whatever that is coming out of her. Yeah, I, I'm I I like it, but. It doesn't read Crash Dummy to me. It reads like Scorpion from Mortal Kombat. But she does have she has the logo on her chest that is Crash Dummy. Yeah, I thought I thought it was well done. I really the makeup is what sold it because the makeup is really good. She's she's like a makeup artist professionally. She yeah. she slipped she slipped with the black you know. <laughs> Gave herself a little <laughs> black Dahlia. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. She wanted the Joker face yeah. except for black. Um. Okay, so Rosé wins. I think that's warranted. Mm-hmm. I think we all pretty much agree. The lip sync. Yeah. Kill me now. Okay. Okay. Simone wins. 100%. Right? I think I, for some reason, I was surprised that Candy lost the lip sync, but I don't remember why. And yeah, it was it was pretty forgettable. 
So it's hard because we've seen Candy Lip Sync. I think this is the third time, second mm-hmm. time. And yeah. And we've so we've seen her dance before. So she's doing a lot of like standard moves, I guess. But I thought that Simone embodied the song more. It's a hard song to embody. Yes. Right. It's like one of those very poppy songs where you're like, whatever. But like, I think, and they both hit, there were like, there's three times during that. You see them both hit the exact same move. Yes. Um, which I think is kind of telling of, of some of like the, the drag queen lip sync stuff. Right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, there's there's like a, a, a lexicon. Like, right. There was, I think someone called someone a pointer sister one time. Cause you just pointed people in the audience, um, <laughs> which I think is so good. But like, I think like the, the, the like pointing to people to be like you, 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 and the, back to them was really clever. Yeah. Um, I think there were like cleverer hits from Simone, whereas I saw more just like basic drag queen moves from right. um, Candy. That's not bad. Right. I mean, I think she did the cry baby on the ground. That's my favorite thing people do. So I'm into it. Um, but like, it was sure. I think my eye went it to was Simone. Close. I'd say it was close. But what about so the the thing I the distinction I noticed was that Candy was well. So what I noticed first about Simone is that it seemed just like she was just mouthing the words, which is obviously the point. But she, like she did very little with her body, I thought, and definitely in comparison to Candy, who maybe only did stuff with her body. Ooh, so it's like okay. which which, <laughs> which one is like a bigger part of the judging criteria? It's right. Like... But then you get the critique of Candy in the challenge being we couldn't see your mouth. We couldn't right. see you lip syncing the words. And, right. and it's sort of like, okay, well, maybe we should have gotten more of that from you. So she does, it seems like she doesn't value that as much as like the physical comedy of it or the physical like. I mean, it's that, but it's also like this is it's like this is a performance. So how much are we really like it is the lip sync for your life. So you're supposed to know the words. But at the same time, how much of it is that like you entertained me, you did these things. And it's like hard to just say like it's hard to really say it's one or the other yeah. thing. I think there's like but I tend to be really like uh like like just queens that stick to the floor and do a bunch of tricks mm-hmm. to me sometimes really annoy me because it seems like you're trying to like right. wow me with that in a way that's not necessarily bad it's just more of a it wasn't my favorite what this was not is a double chante that is for sure and candy should have went home and not and rue just straight up was like fuck the rules i'm gonna keep you here another episode see how well you do right what was that about? well yeah has that ever happened before and and yes, also it, it should way. be yeah fuck the rules <laughs> <laughs> knowing rupaul's love for puns that would have been fucking perfect yeah um no, so a double save has happened before, but it's usually like you're both standing up there and it's like, Shantae, you both stay. And that's all it is. It's not like this, Shantae, you stay, you're going home, goodbye. And then they're halfway down the thing and she says, oh my God, come back. Right. Um, and we could like send you lip syncs of like double Shantae's before and they are out of this world. You think of like Alyssa Edwards and Tatiana. You think of mm-hmm. um, Evie Oddly and Brooklyn Heights. You think of those those lip syncs where it was like, holy fuck, this is intense. And this was just not that. It's, I think if you like, but Gunnar, if you think that Candy won that, then like, then this, then it might be for you, right? It might be warranted. Yeah. I actually, I, I would have thought that she did. Yeah. Cause I, there were some moments where like, she, she re, like it was really powerful. Like when she went down and like held her ear to like scream the high note, like that was mm-hmm. great. That hit, that hit exactly. And it was like with a little, like a, a, a special touch that was like, so character, you know? Like with that finger right. in the ear, and I think like uh, what Nina Simone just did the 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> she just was like, I'm a sexy girl and I know it. And then that was it. Like, this will be good enough. I'll just sing the word. Oh, I don't know if I would read it as like, I'm a sexy girl. I know it, it just felt like a confidence on stage right. to me. But uh, okay. Uh, but I mean, fair. Like, if this is it's it's nice to normally Joe and I tend to agree on these. Uh, and if we don't, it's because I know I'm wrong. But uh, oh. <laughs> so, that's, so it is it's nice to hear that defense, because I think there's been a lot of like there, so there's a lot of reaction to this. And one, people just don't think that Candy won. But two, it's like we're on episode eight and we've lost four queens. And that's half as many as we normally should have Wait, lost. Wait, so have there been more of the double save things? No, it's just there's been like like the first three episodes. No one went home. Is that because like were they supposed to? No. It was the way that they structured the season. Yeah. Oh. So they, and it's, it's, which is fine. Yeah, they, they do every season, they shake it up a little bit and how they, how, you know, there's always some sort of gag or whatever. And so th- they did like everyone lip synced against each other the first episode. Yeah. And then the winners went on to episode two, the losers went on to episode three. And then in, in, in none of those episodes was any individual oh, eliminated. Yeah, yeah. And then episode four was the first where they brought both halves together. And that was the first elimination. The, so, right. So now everyone's like, we need people to go home or we're going to start season 14 and season 13 won't have ended yet. Right. Like it's like, like kind of this, it was, it was a fun episode for this season. Sure. I think the, this season has been a little bit lackluster. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of it is because no one's going there feels like there's no stakes. So it is kind of interesting to see. But then like uh, the ending of this was not my favorite. But I thought it was fun. The musical was good. The lip sync was good. And Hathaway obviously won my heart. Right. So we're okay. So yeah. Gunnar, how was your experience watching oh, it? You've watched an episode with me before in Philadelphia. The thing that I remember most about the episode is just like remarking at RuPaul's smile when she laughs. <laughs> it's all the, it's all the botox yeah oh my god oh, yeah there's gunner there's times when rupaul laughs and i'm like i'm worried she's gonna fall apart <laughs> yeah like, it's like it's like oh my god how old do you think she is gunner oh well it, it there was some point where she didn't have any costume on and you could see some like yeah like age behind the makeup and stuff well wait i just said she didn't have makeup but she had makeup she just wasn't in costume Right, but you right. like there was some where, where, there was a moment in there where I was like that's not a young person anymore. No, she's like in her sixties. I, yeah, I think she's sixty. That sounds fair. So she's not. I I was like seventy, and I was like Andy, that's a bit much. But yeah, like no, she's in her sixties. I believe yeah. that. Yeah. She looks great. Don't get me wrong, but uh, I hope my skin is like that at sixty. It will not be because uh, well, it's worse at thirty-four. So we're okay. <laughs> you know. All right. Well. Yeah. Thank you for joining us, Gunner. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. That's, I was Thank like, you. what do we do now? <laughs> yeah. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, no, thank you so much for being on. This has been fun. It was a lot of fun. Hell yeah. yeah. We hope we've converted you. Uh, to RuPaul? In, or to the to the, the bigger team? Yeah. Well, I, I That was not my goal, but that was Joe's goal. So we're it's good. It's the agenda. Yeah. All right, everyone. Well, that is a wrap on this episode. Um, yeah, yeah, that was so much fun having Gunner here. I, I, it was fun. Yeah, he's. Uh, we taught him all about tucking, so he's going to go home and try that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and send us pictures, and it'll be great. So I, I don't need a picture of it, but it, he do. can send it to you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, um, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll be back at some point. If you have questions, email us discamourselves at gmail dot com. Follow us on Twitter. It's at discamourselves. Andy, 
once again, it's been lovely. I, it, it's as if you were here, but you're not. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. I don't think that my balls would stretch all the way down to the other, to the back. No, that, they, no don't. they don't. They go up in you. They what? They go up in you. Well, how do you do that on command?